This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets, Episode 8. We are smack dab in the middle of preseason, which got me thinking, does the NBA keep preseason records? Do players know who scored the most preseason points of all time? Do I? Let's do some digging. It appears as though NBA.com has a complete searchable archive of preseason box scores from 1996 onward, which is really all I care about, to be honest. Let's learn some useless shit, shall we? Most preseason games played. Who would you guess? If you figured it was a tie between Vince Carter and Tim Duncan, you'd be correct. They both logged 127 meaningless games. That's a season and a half of pointless basketball. The most meaningless minutes played belongs to Joe Johnson, who averaged 28 minutes per game in his 120-game preseason career. Ray Allen scored the most meaningless points with 1,973. Vince only needs nine to pass him. I wonder if he knows that. Probably not. Best three-point field goal percentage of at least 100 attempts? Wow, that's Steve Novak, who went 83 of 176, good for 47% behind the arc. DeAndre Jordan is the field goal percentage leader with 69% in at least 200 attempts. What about the most meaningless turnovers in NBA preseason history? That's Steve Nash with 315. Kobe is second place with 301. We'll forgive Nash because he also has the record for most meaningless assists in NBA history. Over 150 ahead of number two, Chris Paul. Most offensive rebounds, Zach Randolph. The list of most blocks in NBA preseason history is a doozy. Tim Duncan, number one. But it's followed by Jermaine O'Neal, Theo Ratliff, and Andre Karolinko, of course. Sean Marion has the most steals in NBA preseason history, so don't tell me he's not a Hall of Famer. And, perhaps my most obscure fact found, a nugget buried so deep in the NBA history books that only myself and whoever is listening will know, the most free throws attempted without a miss in NBA preseason history. Rusty LaRue with 22. If it rhymes, it must be true. Will somebody tweeted him that he holds this amazing record, or at the very least add it to his Wikipedia page? And please do it before Alonzo Trier, who is currently at 20 for 20, breaks the record this week. My guest today is anything but meaningless. He's a stand-up comedian who's written for The Kroll Show, Parks and Rec, and currently The Good Place. He is perhaps the most well-known T-Wolves fan of all time. Please welcome to the show, Joe Mandy. You're getting bucket buckets. That's it. That's wow. the song, yeah. Love it. It's a, a second and a half long. Mm-hmm. It's co-written by John Tesh and John oh, Wall. I know about yeah, Ram- yeah. Rambo Rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's the brothers John, so it's Tesh and Wall <laughs> together, and Wall, sure. working together to create the theme song. I appreciate both of their efforts for making it for me. Uh, firstly, how are you doing with Jimmy Butler Gate right now as uh, it stands? I'm sort of uh, ambivalent at this point. Okay, you've sort of moved past I've, it. I've, yeah, I don't know what stage of grief I'm in, but I'm in... Uh, acceptance i guess like, wow. i just don't i don't care anymore. this is day like 18 of yeah. however many right uh all right i wanted to get deeper into it later um for now i wanted to warm up by just getting our brain into a basketball mode okay uh i figured we would name players from the greatest t-wolf team of all time 2003 2004 uh-huh. Uh-huh. um just shout out some names. We can wax a little bit about right. some of them. Perhaps you love some of them, hate some of them. I love that team. That yeah. was, uh, I mean, I, Garnett. Garnett, yeah, Garnett's like my, my personal hero in life. He's your number one forever. Yeah. He's your so, forever. He's my goat. Uh, I believe it was Sam Cassell. And That's right. With Charles right. Sprewell. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Irvin Johnson was the starting center, correct? <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate, starting or is it Wally Zerbiak? They're both on the team. Yeah, I think they switched starting. <laughs> what do you know about Trent and Hassel? He uh he was a, a lockdown <laughs> defender and yeah. he wore his socks up uh up to his knees. So which who's was the, a look. Who's the modern day comp right now, fourteen years later? Of Trevor Hassel? No, I would say Roberson. Oh Roberson. So he yeah. couldn't shoot at all. He wasn't great I mean he, I think he was probably a better shooter than Roberson, but he was like the he was the guy who kind of cleaned up um, Sam Cassell's defense. Yeah. Got it. The second layer of defense. Yeah, yeah. Am I wrong to assume that Roberson was drafted by the Wolves? Or maybe um, like drafted like one after the Wolves drafted? I don't know. I mean, it, you'll be surprised. We trade a lot of draft picks, you know? Like, right. That's always sort of haunting to know that like, oh, we could have had Brandon Roy and now like Lori <laughs> Mark and then, like, there's right. all these people who like could have been on the team that that's were right. Not, yeah. 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 All right. Any, you got anybody else? Um, let me think. What uh, was think uh, like Mark six. Madsen, right? <laughs> That's correct. Uh, Ex Laker Mark Madsen. Yeah. Too. Um, 
Man, you're um, like eight or nine deep on this team. Yeah, I, I mean, that was a, I, I, I loved that team. Um, I'm trying to think. I, 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 you know, a few years ago, I probably could have named them all. Some guy named Indubi Eb. Oh, he a, was a uh, he was a tragic draft pick who, like, I think he only played like seven games in the NBA. Got it. UCLA's Derek Martin. Yeah, sure. Uh, there was an Oliver Miller sighting. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> and Gary Trent Senior. Oh, have to Gary Trent. Yeah, you know what? Gary Trent's the only one I feel bad. I, I did pretty good. Actually. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Uh, so tell me about the origin story of your Minnesota fandom. You are from Minneapolis. You are from nearby Minneapolis. I'm from, well, so I I moved to St. Paul, Minnesota when I was 11. Okay. From Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. So actually, I and I felt like a cosmic connection to the Timberwolves because um, Luke Longley was drafted by the Wolves and he was like, he was like the king of the University of New Mexico basketball team when I was a, a child. Got so. it. So even before you lived in Minneapolis, the Wolves a, were a team. They Luke were Longley a team. Well, yeah, when I was like five or six, they were. Um, Got it. Yeah, created. But you, you were you became a Minnesota fan after that, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, my family moved to Minnesota, and uh, I was just so psyched to move to a city with sports teams because I was so into sports as a kid, but. All we had was like minor league baseball. And yeah, like, the isotopes. We they were called the Dukes before that. Yeah, which was I think not politically correct. So it was like a conquistador was the logo. That, yeah. yeah, that's like the ninth most offensive yeah. team I can think of right <laughs> yeah. now. We should uh, really change the conquistadors. Yeah, maybe it's really we shouldn't. So let's just do a sip of Wax Simpsons <laughs> reference. So uh, yeah, no. So I was like I th- and I like you know, had to move to a new city, new school, all that stuff, and. I think I like compensated so hard because my first day of sixth grade, I like, had like a uh, Timberwolves jersey oh, and like a in. Vikings hat and like a twins, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pennant or whatever. I was just like, and then walked into class and I was like, oh, no one cares as much as I'm trying. So, yeah. who are you rooting for in Albuquerque as a sports fan? It's like the early 90s. Uh, You're the, 9, 10, 11 years oh, old. Oh, for basketball? Yeah. I mean, you just rooted for. Uh, the Bulls, really? I mean, That's I, so fun. Whoever I ask, I talk to Skeets from NBA TV. Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, who'd you root for the, before the Raptors? Oh, the Bulls. Right. Who'd you root for the, before the Wolves? The Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls. The Bulls yeah. is just everyone's default favorite team. Right. And then I if mean, you live close to a city, then that's your favorite team. Also, it, things were different back then. It was like they kind of were the only team that – it was Michael Jordan A, and then B was like that was, they didn't televise a lot of games except right. on the, the weekend. So it was often you're only seeing the Bulls and the Knicks. And except I would have thought the Suns would be that team because they're like from the Southwest. They were also really you good. You think that. It's very weird. Like all most of like New Mexico fandom in any – uh, sport is you're just rooting against whatever Texas team is playing. Oh, they're so anti-Texas. Yeah. Like to the point that like New Mexico fought for the Union in the Civil War <laughs> just because like Texas was Confederate. The yeah. original anti-Texas yeah. was rooting for the Union yes. in the Civil War. I totally like, I think a lot of my contrarian like hater DNA <laughs> is from all of my like New Mexico roots. Yeah, some sure. people some people hate teams more than they love their own. They're like, I'm not a fan, like in football, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of anybody. I just hate the Patriots. Yeah, I hated the Cowboys. <laughs> That's right. all I really cared about for football is whoever was playing against against the Cowboys. So yeah. you moved to Minneapolis in 94? Uh, yeah. And then at that point, it's instant all-in, or it's like, let me learn about Isaiah Ryder? Oh, I was all-in. I mean, I was just so psyched to have a, like, a, a team. And they were real. They were, that was like a real, like, down era. I mean, it's all, they, the whole organi- like the whole history yeah, of the Timberwolves two peaks. have been, <laughs> Maybe has been peak. pretty bleak. Yeah, no, but... <laughs> The, 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 the next year, I believe, Garnett got drafted. Wow. And that was exciting. Yeah. So what's your what's your first memory of the Wolves? Um, my first memory? I mean, oh, it was, uh, I guess, I don't really have, like, a strong memory. I remember actually being at, this is, this is such a, like, <laughs> stupid Minnesota story, but I remember being at the Mall of America when they announced the new logo. Okay, and that's, like, the garden, they, like, the trees one. The trees one, with the, the, like, the, like, kind of geometric, yeah. shadowed wolf face, you yep, know? Yep, Yeah, so they were outside of a sporting goods store on the third floor of the Mall of America, and they, like, unveiled it. And, and it's it, Trenton Hassel in the jersey, <laughs> yeah, dribbling right. a ball with exactly. his left hand. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, a super early formative memory. Uh, I remember and I remember being at Jewish summer camp and making a bet with someone that I never paid off that 
that I, I was so certain that just the team, the combination of Marbury and Garnett, we were going to win more than one title. Like, I was just like, how many? Let's like put some money <laughs> Let's on Let's set this. the over-under at one yeah. and a half at least. Yeah. It's going to happen. Uh, so if that's your first memory, what's like your greatest early Wolves memory? Is it that Garnett draft pick? Is it the Western Conference Finals? Like, when are you the happiest Wolves fan? Yeah, I think the happiest I was, uh, you know, no one remembers these series anymore, but that year we got to the Western Conference Finals, the second round against the Lakers, and I I mean, we could argue about this. I do think we would have beat them if Sam Cassell doesn't get hurt. Oh, Uh, because they were, that was like the worst of the Kobe Shaq. That was a three-peat, right? Yeah, and they actually ended up losing to the um, Pistons Pistons that year. So I think we would have. One, but the series against the Sacramento Kings was like really hard fought. I believe it went to seven games, and so like and Minnesota that, won, and we won. So it was like that was like the that was probably the peak of my experience, and probably any Wolves fan. <laughs> it's pretty sad, but yeah, that is like that yeah. was great. That was a great series. People don't remember the only thing they remember from that year is the Lakers Pistons. They don't remember right. that there was a game seven even. Oh uh, yeah, because it was the no. We didn't. T- did we take the Lakers as seven? I don't think we did. No, no. I meant the Kings. Yeah, right. No, no. Yeah, because you, you don't really remember <laughs> second round series unless you've never even like been to a final. It's also the team that lost in the finals. Mm-hmm. It's like the team right. that lost. Exactly. The team yeah. that lost. Exactly. Too. It's not great, but uh, there was. It was a cool matchup. I mean, Chris Webber, Garnett. That was kind of like yeah. the peak of both of their careers. You That's know? It was, right. It was a great series. Yeah. And then they play the Lakers and they lose in four, five, six. Do you remember? Six, I think. Right? But Cassell was hurt. I don't even remember. Cassell was hurt. I believe, if memory serves me right, he hurt himself celebrating a shot. <laughs> like, he it was like a cell phone. Like, a very, like, like it was, you know, before Twitter, but that's like the ultimate, like, Nick Young style. It's like, not like the big balls dancing, like, sprained a wrist. I, it. <laughs> it was similar. It was like, I think he was, like, celebrating and then hurt himself. It's really <laughs> pathetic. Didn't that happen to Kevin Johnson once? Like, either him or Barkley hit a game winner. And they, like, ran into each other to hug each yeah. other over them, like, <laughs> broke his knee. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more when they do that, like, running in midair. Like, jumping the in. The chest bump. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, the side. <laughs> they're, like, they're slamming into each other's sides. But often, like, one guy's way smaller, you That's know? right. Like, meet me in the middle of the air. Mm-hmm. A point guard doing it with, like, a shack right. size guy. Right. Should, should get destroyed. So if that's your best Wolves memory, what's... What's the saddest Bulls memory? Uh, sorry, Wolves memory. Um, when are you the most bummed? Well, I mean, it's just been the. It's like been a string of experiences, but I, I I've had NBA league pass for pro like what close to more than seven seven or eight years. Yeah, and just like. I'm, again, I, I'm on the road a lot. I remember actually, I opened for Patton Oswalt once in um, Fargo, North Dakota, and it was like ten below zero. Oh God! And I got like room service. I remember just watching on my computer like a Wolves Bucks <laughs> game that was like it, you know, and that was the era of um, like we had. Uh, Kevin Love, but everyone else. It was just like <laughs> Wes, right. Wes Johnson and <laughs> Derek Williams. You know, just like a rough squad. And we just lost by like 30 points. And I was just like, why do I do this to my... I, I don't know. It's just like... It, it's just all those like league pass games where I'm like, why do I do this? It's funny because sad memories for most people is like, we got this close and we lost. But for yeah. you, for a T-Wolves fan, when, when I said saddest moment, it's not like the biggest letdown. It was just like... A low point in your life. Yeah, no, it was like, like a reading <laughs> bathroom service. Well, I think yeah, while that's a real. Shitty game. That's real because it's like I'm spending a lot of my life <laughs> devoting myself myself to this this thing that doesn't make me happy. Like, like I shouldn't care. Yeah, and I'm saddened. Yeah, by I'm it. so sad and irritated. <laughs> it's funny the well the. I don't know if that's sadder than the most recent Bucks Wolves game, which I don't know if you know this, but was played yesterday and wasn't televised. I, I'm, a, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Yeah, unvideo recorded basketball game, in which is like what, what decade are we? Yeah, like I, I, I want one of these players to go for a hundred just so it's like lost in history, like right, the like Will, Will Chamber. Yeah, like, <laughs> we have an audio recording of the game. Like, right. what is going on? Nobody videotaped this it's game. Wild and and uh, and Towns went crazy, and I have no Did way. He? Of, yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> How maybe. Do you know? uh, yeah, <laughs> I read the scrolls. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, what do you have to like check the box score tomorrow morning? <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, like, what? What, how is this all still right. happening? I don't understand. 
They're uh, playing in Iowa. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So they probably don't even have electricity I don't know there. if they, yeah, exactly. 110 people in the crowd. Right. They had to open the windows to get light in. You think something. if they, if there's a game winner in a game like that, that's not being televised, you think they celebrate the same way? Or like a lot of that is performative for a camera? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Like you see char- people. Characters, not characters, <laughs> athletes stare at the camera or pump up the crowd. But right. there's no crowd and there's no camera. Yes. How much of it is just an internal, does Cat stand on the store stable and just like <laughs> ask for the applause from nobody yeah, at all? I doubt it. I bet they're like, let's get back on the plane immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. Why are we even playing preseason, let alone against this team in this city? Who's your favorite, uh, let's say non-Garnett Timberwolf player? Who's your uh, guy that maybe a lot of people don't necessarily remember? I had a an unhealthy obsession with Ricky Rubio. <gasps> Interesting. I loved him. I mean, I still do. Yeah. I'm very happy for the Utah Jazz. And That's right. I will say I was just in Salt Lake City and went to the pro shop in the arena. And, and there's like very little Rubio gear and I found it offensive. Oh, like, no. I couldn't even find I couldn't find a t-shirt or a jersey or anything. <laughs> I, mean, I know you gotta like embrace Donovan Mitchell or That's whatever. Right. But yeah, he's kind of being swept under the rug. Yeah. Um, no, I, lo- yeah, I loved Rubio. Rubio was your guy. He's so much better now than I feel like he was in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like I al- I've always liked players who have like, I- I've always been fascinated by NBA players who have like, a severe uh Weakness. Yep. You know, the way like Rondo couldn't really <laughs> shoot. I love Rondo. And yeah. like, uh, or, or like Joakim Noah can't shoot at all. But yeah, he's he like a, sideways. It's crazy. He puts like spin, spin on it like, uh, like my dad would do in the driveway because he never played basketball. <laughs> and he you know? can't jump. Yeah. He can't jump and, and he can't so strange. shoot. And then, and but there still... was that one year where he was like fifth in MVP voting. That's you right. Know? And he he's was... still getting paid mm-hmm. a lot. 18 million a, lot a year of, from yeah. a team that's not even paying him. I'm surprised we don't. I'm surprised we haven't, like, gotten him yet. Just <laughs> right. shoot the moon. Timberbowl. Yeah. Let's take a quick break to thank my first, my favorite, and my only sponsor, Seat Geek. Getting tickets online can be far too complicated. With hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability, it's hard to know who to trust. I used Seat Geek last week to go to a Laker preseason game. And if you use Seat Geek to go to a regular season Lakers game, please... Please invite me. You know my Twitter handle. Uh, You can search multiple ticket sites, and they grade every ticket based on value. SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget, whether you want to go to a basketball game or a football game or maybe a Broadway musical. You can make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Uh, If you download the SeatGeek app on your phone, this is exactly how I did it, uh, it's the easiest way to shop for tickets. All you have to do is go to your app store, download SeatGeek, and enter promo code BUCKETS today. And that promo code BUCKETS uh, will give you $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So you can find the best tickets, you can find the cheapest tickets, and then if you use coupon code BUCKETS on the SeatGeek app, you're actually getting a $20 discount. And you're making me look good because people are using the promo code buckets and they're like, who's that guy who's selling that promo code buckets so well? And they realize it's it's me from the podcast buckets. All right, let's get back to Joe. Let's fast forward until, uh, let's say the last five years, the, tank, uh, the tanking Wolves. Yeah. For the first time ever, I felt like this kinship with Wolves fan because the Lakers and the Wolves mm-hmm. were jockeying for worst record in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's new for a Laker fan because, yes. you know, Shaq, Kobe, Magic, Wilt going all the way down. We haven't necessarily had to tank. We haven't necessarily ever bottomed out. Mm-hmm. So we were down there with the Wolves fan. The Wolves fans were like, yeah, trust yeah. us. This is like how it this goes every how seven it works. years. Yeah. yeah. So the last four years, you are, you know, just at least hoping for glimpses of excitement, yep. ultimately losses, and draft picks that work out. Yep. How has this most recent tank been for you? Both as a fan and uh, as a draft a- analyst. Well, I will let me. I mean, I, I can tell you a, a story just to just a glimpse into my life was the day um, I got married a couple years ago um, in April, and we and it was very small. Just my wife and I went to City Hall. So I'm not and, offended that I wasn't invited. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then uh, sort of miraculously that night. Uh, the Lakers were playing the Wolves at the Staples Center. And so, like, our, I got a box. 
and all of our families went to both of our families went to the to the game in the you know, like a, a uh, it was I think I went to a Lakers Wolves game recently where Kobe went off. Was this that game where Kobe and Wiggins were like jarring back? Yeah, well, this yes, it was because the game was great. It was and and I was confusing everyone because I was rooting for the Lakers to win. I might have been and because it was like it was the Towns draft. Yeah, and I was like my my ideal night. <laughs> After being married, is that Wiggins gets thirty points and we lose, and he got like twenty eight points. And is that we lost. the one where he like did that fade away, and then you can like yes, and like Kobe? Yeah, right. like, I, I believe it was. You. Yeah, yeah, I believe I that it was. Been at that yeah. game, and so uh, I, it, yeah, my my whole family was just like, what? I don't understand what we're <laughs> cheering for because <laughs> I was cheering for both teams. <laughs> You're in a tuxedo, yeah, and then you know, yeah, but no, but your but your question is, uh, I think. I think we've we've had a dreadful history of blown draft picks, but we yeah. we the two we've actually done right were uh, Garnett and now Towns. Like Towns was like so obviously the number one pick. Yeah, and, and the the Lakers had number two that year. Mm-hmm. It was Cat uh, and D'Angelo. Yeah, right. So but, like, holy shit. Yes, and yeah. not just that the the big. Uh, the big dilemma it seemed for the Wolves was whether or not to take Towns or uh, Jaleel Okafor. Oh my god! And, it, and like it would have just been the most Wolves thing to take Okafor, right? You know? The Flynn over Curry. Yes. The Flynn. Rubio was it Rubio Both over Curry? Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> we chose two people above Steph it's Curry. It's hard to miss that target. It's like betting on first twelve and second twelve. I was so pissed. I was all for drafting. Uh, uh, Rubio because I was like that was like Rubio was like the first guy who I obsessed like started obsessing over like um, YouTube videos and yeah. stuff and the I was Ricky just like, jersey yeah like the Spanish basketball team uh, I loved it and I was like oh he so uh, my whole thing was like you have to then pick Curry because like Rubio's a genius passer and he's gonna pass it to the best <laughs> shooter anyone's ever seen in college you know what I mean I was just like this makes too much sense yeah, and then, yeah we, Johnny, Flynn. Johnny Flynn what did Johnny Flynn like what What was there what did, what did people see in college do you remember like he, doing the, any he like led the, the the Syracuse just like went really far in the tournament right. and he was like the star of that team I think he like was supposed to be very good and then had a hip injury or something. It's, it's like of, the yeah. Shabazz Napier thing. Like yeah. every once in a while, right. a bad player on a great team does pretty well. And right. then like and a it, team just, hey, this guy's a proven winner. I mean, Did Wally Zerbiak. Right. Same Miami thing. Like every year there's like, a, and like that, this year, that DiVincenzo guy. Like every yep. year there's like a guy Villanova. who just like, uh, uh, like kind of blows up in the and it, sometimes they turn out to be Steph Curry and it's like yeah that makes sense and other times it's like yeah well, well Wally Zerbiak was like an all star once I think he was yeah. fine <laughs> he had like a long career I mean I don't know he definitely wasn't bad no um, so you go from uh, tanking to getting Wiggins Cat and then trading for Butler yeah when the trade for Butler happens are you pumped I was psyched I was with my friend Anise and we were at a bar watching the draft and I. I got, I got like so drunk. I was so happy. I was oh, just it was like a draft day trade. It was, yeah, right. And it was like before the draft or something. Um, I don't remember the. T- I believe it was before the pick happened because we swapped picks as well. Yeah, so we picked Markin pick. in for them, and mm-hmm. yeah, and then sent him off for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, and then at the time, and I was like, this is a crazy. This is the best draft. <laughs> this is the best trade of all time. We fleece the Bulls, <laughs> which is what everybody thought. Yeah, because yeah. like, who the fuck is this Finnish six foot? Yeah, inch guard? actually, I did like. I did. I, I will say, people were clowning the Bulls for picking Markin in, and that that whole. Uh, Leading up to the draft, he was the guy. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "This guy's great." That's what happens when you're a when you're a fan of a tanking team. Oh, Draft Express! You spend all your time on Draft Express. The game yeah. is like the games are like the tenth most important thing you consume. Mm-hmm. It becomes YouTube videos of draft picks. Yep. It becomes the lottery, which is like your game seven of the NBA Finals. Yes, I, that's the most important <laughs> thing. Yeah. I have never like I spent two seasons watching the Lakers, like, you know, hoping for fine games, close games, never really feeling anything because yeah. the difference between winning 19 games and 23 is no difference. But the envelopes, it's like you. I put $10,000 on a roulette spin. Right. It's almost more important than what happens that season, more important than a playoff game because it changes the course of your franchise. And that's like why I've always kind of hated the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers is that they kept getting number one draft picks when they didn't, like, the balls, like, were not in their favor. Like, yeah. up until, I believe, Towns, 
the Wolves, there were, there were like five or six years we should have had the number one pick and then didn't get it. And like, you know what I mean? Cleveland, or they, yeah. It was Minnesota, then Cleveland. Right, that, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Envelope. So you get the number one pick in 2014, was it? Uh-huh. And it's Towns. Yeah. You get the number two pick the year before that, and it's Wiggins or Parker. Uh, no, we traded for Wiggins. So we oh, traded right. Kevin Love. That's part Love. of the Kevin yeah. Love thing. That's right. Uh, I forget now who... I mean, I've, I honestly don't even remember who we drafted. <laughs> but the draft lottery is more exciting than the draft itself. Yeah, well, yeah, because the, the draft often, <laughs> except that your Anthony Bennett was chosen number one, it's right. pretty predictable for the first, like, Four five or five six picks. picks. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. like, it's so funny how, like, how much you care about this complete random chance, it's, how much your season and almost, like, the next four or five years hangs your in the franchise. Balance. It can be. I mean, like, you know, the like, the year... It, I mean, every few years you get, like, Towns or Anthony Davis. Franchise or, yeah, guys who, are like, will lead your team, you know? It's more important than winning a Game 7 in, like, any any series other than maybe the conference finals because that's one year, a couple months of, like, joy and changing. Right. And then versus drafting a franchise changer in Towns who's going to be on your team now for the, another five years yeah. plus the three. Yeah. It's crazy. So you, oh, Sorry. So you get Butler. Uh-huh. You're you're excited. You're pumped. This is I the was best very pumped. I and I you know because I really liked. I, it's you know what's interesting is like the, the, when the, when it happened, I was like, this is perfect. Like he can he'll fit. He'll like he'll get the team to play defense. Like that was my whole thing. The first year of Thibodeau was just like the the defense. The great defensive mind wasn't yeah, from the Celtics. Uh, materializing. You know. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, "Oh, he's played with him. He'll he'll teach them the ways." And then it it was interesting. Like we we had a year of like quote unquote like good competent basketball. This is the most recent season. Last with season Butler. with the with with Butler, right. but like it was like joyless. Like it was very like grinding. You know, it's weird. It's it's this paradox of like when you are a tanking team, you're rooting for excitement, and yeah. then you have the potential. Right. You don't know like, and the sky's the limit. Yeah. And then the team comes together so quickly, like Towns, Wiggins, and Butler, mm-hmm. back to back to back years. Three years into it, that's your team. That's this your is team. You that's your for. trio. You yeah. are locked in. Right. Everything else is, you know. And you trade Zach Levine, who brought you those brief <laughs> moments of joy because he would like donk. The you know, they, they, I know yeah. when, when, when you're a, when you're a, like a failing uh, tanking team, just like crazy dunk. Like honestly, one could argue that other than that Western Conference championship uh, appearance, the greatest thing, second greatest thing in Wolves history was Zach Levine's dunk contest. <laughs> like honestly, like it's true. Like did that, he did he also like lose? Uh, no, he won. They he was, didn't lose it was Aaron Gordon. controversial. He, I think Aaron Gordon probably should have won that year. <laughs> that was an amazing dunk contest, by the way. Yeah, the all time, one of the all times. Like, that's up there with like uh, the Vince Carter one. Vince Carter and like Jordan and Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. The Raptors are not too dissimilar from the Wolves in that regard, where it's like a team, an expansion team from the '90s mm-hmm. struggling. One of the mm-hmm. highlights is this dunk contest. Yeah, right. Just because it like puts you guys on the map, legitimizes you. I you mean, know? I do. I'm jealous. I wish. I wish the and you I've gotten to many arguments about this. The Wolves should be in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they're pretty much as close as you can possibly get, right? Is right. New Orleans more east technically? Um I don't know, that's a good question. Uh at is, the very least weather-wise. And Memphis is well they're they're in the Western Conference yeah, too, they're which pretty is crazy. East. Uh I I mean if you're being like very strict about what side of the <laughs> Mississippi River right. you're on? Like the the wolves are technically in Minneapolis, which is on the wet, but it's just travel wise, like Milwaukee and Chicago. Yeah, it's, it should be like right there. There should be a Midwest division yeah. that includes Milwaukee, Chicago, and Minnesota. Right, because so we we, I, we as if I'm on the team, <laughs> but they have to fly to like Oklahoma City and Portland. I mean, they're just like really yeah, long. Portland is so far away. Utah, it's like a four hour flight. Yeah. So you tank, you get this team, you coalesces, and you describe it as joyless. It just Towns, it, Wiggins, and Butler. Yeah, it, they just it, and and like you know, for most of the season, it's like, well, they just have to figure out how to play with each other. Chemistry is so big. Yeah, it, and it just it just seemed like they they were winning, and they were actually like 
like for most of the season were the three four seed in the West. They were like a very good team last year until Butler got hurt and things kind of like fell apart. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember their over under was like fifty games. Like people were so high yeah, on the Wolves, and they were playing that well. Yeah, they know? were playing fifty well, fifty yeah. game win pace. Yeah, until Butler went down. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, is it a Wiggins cat team or is it like cat team and Wiggins is it a glorified role player? Uh. Yeah, you know, all I can remember was it was a Jeff Teague <laughs> holding the ball and then like missing floaters and Are you are you down on Teague? Do you like Jeff Teague? I think he he seems like a like a nice guy. Yeah. Um, but I don't love his game. It seems like he's the league average point guard. Yeah. Like if you were just close your eyes and imagine a point guard, it's Jeff Teague. And I think I mean like I don't know if this is like a a NBA Reddit you know, I, I misinformed take, but <laughs> uh-huh. like just from watching, like it seems like the team plays better when Tyus Jones is in there. Interesting. Just because he like, I he like you just pa- they just pass the ball. I mean, th- that's the thing about Teague and Butler are they're two guys who like hold the ball. A lot. Yeah. And the the teams who I find myself watching for entertainment purposes are teams that just like whip the ball around, you know, like I like that style of play. So it was sort of, it was hard for me to root for a team, even though they're my team that just like every possession was just like a, a struggle. Yeah. You Wiggins know? too, right? He's very like old school models his game. After yeah. Kobe. He has not learned to adopt the like clay Thompson role of just running around and getting open Catching and shooting. He just, yeah, if he's not holding the ball, he's standing waiting for the ball to come <laughs> to him. Yeah, they sign when they sign him to that whatever one thirty three million uh-huh. deal. Are you happy about that? Or are you like? Well, you know, he's. I think we've now hit a point where we sort of know what he is. Where this whole time he he's had it's all been potential. Yeah, and it's all been like he could be the next Scottie Pippen or whatever. And now yeah. it's like ah, well, he is who he is. So no, I'm not like overjoyed, but part of what like as a Lakers fan you'll never understand yeah. is like <laughs> it's <me>. <laughs> hard for a team in a place like Minnesota to like attract players so yeah. you know even if they, it turns out like Wiggins isn't what we'd all hoped yeah. right but it, it like the, the logic is sound it's like you have this guy it makes sense to lock him down for a long-term deal because right. he like he could leave at any moment <laughs> for a sunnier <laughs> locale <laughs> right so yeah. your be- minnesota's best case scenario is drafting these players like mm-hmm. a kevin love or yeah. kevin garnett yeah cat uh convincing them that it's a fun place to stay yeah and then s- overpaying for an extension that's what happens yeah, you have to overpay for like your foundational players so that if and when they become good <laughs> y- there is that year that sam cassell and latrell spearwell decided to join you know like once you're like yeah. shown to have like a winning culture that's when like you can get free agents it's just it's been 15 years since that's been the case so yeah. here's my question for you is cat that guy i hope so i mean he's he's like a a, a genius at offensive basketball it's just you just want him to get even to like slightly above average defense and then he's like you know a a great but like when you look at like statistically Mm -hmm. just what he's done in the first three years what you match his stats and everyone else with those numbers are hall of famers right so why is everyone so down you saw like the gm survey where people are asking i think it's honestly just that that houston series like he just got kind of over he got uh outplayed by clint capella and i think that was mostly due to um, well, there are a number of factors. I like Butler wasn't a hundred percent, and they were sort of. Uh, Did they take a game? We won one game. Yeah, yeah, game three, right? And there was a game where we were up, and then it was like game one or two in Houston. They were yeah, up big. yes, and then we we I keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> but they um they were up, and it looked like we might actually win two games in the first three or whatever, and. Uh, Houston came back and scored 50-something points in one quarter. <laughs> it was madness. It was like sometimes like when you play NBA 2K, you can tell that the computer's like Assistance just on. decided that you're going to have to lose this game for 50 like points 50 in points in a quarter. It was, it was madness. That's a great half. 
Yeah, yeah. It was it was like, oh, there's gonna be they're gonna score two hundred points in this game. It really honestly felt that way. It was it was upsetting. Well, that's like yeah. what Houston does. They're like, we're gonna shoot forty one threes. Yeah, it was and if we make thirty, you're fucked. Yeah, man. It it was a sort of uh it it felt like a military exercise. It was just like we're gonna like not just win this game, but win the series in this one quarter. Like right. we're just gonna just decimate. So what do not what do people not like about Cat? Do are Timberwolves fans like yourself, or I guess you could just speak for yourself? Are you high on Cat? Like, do you I act like him. you have Anthony Davis on your team? Yeah, I think we do. I mean, I think we have a guy who's you know MVP potential. Yeah, best and, and, player since Garnett. Oh, for sure, no question. And, and he so, almost like averages more points than Garnett. Um, yeah, no, he's a better offense, way better offensive player than than Garnett because he's got more range. He, yeah, I mean, he's just got he can hit threes, and you know, he he's got like this like sort of um, just very uh, competent post game. You know, that he's just Maybe like because it's just boring to watch. Like he's not dunking on people. Like no, Embiid, he's actually not... like what I like about him compared to Anthony Davis, and obviously like. Anthony Davis is maybe the best player in the league, so <laughs> right. it's hard. It's not fair to compare. But what I do like about Towns is that he kind of has like a dad game. He's kind of like, chubby too. <laughs> yeah, he well, uh, he he does when he shoots jump shots. He doesn't get off the ground. No, he doesn't like it's just like ball. so. It is like he he feels very sturdy. You don't like you don't. I don't like. I think part of what's scary about being a if you're a Pelicans fan. He's one of those guys, Anthony Davis, where he's just like you're so scared every time he get he leaves the ground, he's gonna yeah. get hurt, you know, and he like jumps a lot. He doesn't have to jump as much as he does. No, but they, then like Towns is like a dad who like has hurt himself before in a pickup <laughs> game, and he's just like, I'm not jumping, I'm just gonna isn't stay it, on the ground. Isn't it true that Cat hasn't missed a game? Yeah, in three years, and I think Wiggins either. Yeah, so, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Like hasn't even just like gotten a cold. He lives um, in Minneapolis, for Christ's sake. Yeah, right. How yeah. does he not, like, get the flu one year? That's a great question. <laughs> the, uh, the world is like an ice pack, maybe. The, oh, it, it's yeah. insulating. Yeah, it's, it's medicinal. Uh, so in this triumvirate, the, let's talk about the current conflict a little bit. Uh-huh. You got Thibodeau in one corner, you got Cat in another, and you got Butler on one in one corner. And you have Glenn Taylor, the, like, uh, disgruntled old octogenarian owner. Right. Yeah, who okay. looks like a tree troll yeah it looks like al davis fell into salt water for <laughs> yeah, a year he's like yeah <laughs> turning into the joker like in the acid wash yeah yeah so um the none of these two are on the same side right is thibodeau taking sides with one versus the other is butler um, and cat beefing like what what kind of insight can you provide me? i have no like inside info it does seem and i can relate because i've in writers' rooms, have there's like, I've noticed I've had a generational tension or misunderstanding with like younger like millennial writers. Uh, interesting. So I do think that like there's a like disgruntled sort of uh, annoyance that Jimmy Butler has that I think might be like valid. That he, I maybe he just doesn't think like Wiggins and Towns work as hard as they should or. They they just don't have they're not they don't see eye to eye but um, at the same time I, we now have uh, sort of analytical evidence that Jimmy Butler doesn't seem to like anyone he plays with except yeah, like for like Dwayne Wade or you know what I mean like there's certain guys he he likes but um, he seems to have issues with a lot of teammates so yeah there was like know. stats about him not passing the ball to Cat in the fourth quarter crazy and I get that with Wiggins because Wiggins seems like a guy who's kind of coasting on his like insane genetic yeah. freak ability yeah but he hasn't necessarily gotten better at shooting or defense no. the effort things that mm-hmm. Butler prides himself on right. as like a late first round draft right. pick he looks at this fucking number two pick who's like right. making 133 million dollars on his contract he was number one pick Wiggins yeah Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's that animosity, but what's his beef with Cat? I don't know. I mean, I don't know the I don't know the deal, but it it was real. I mean, and there certainly last year it was clear like in the moment Butler's the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. But Towns is clearly the best player going forward and the one who should be emphasized and and it was just frustrating as a fan there like any it was very predictable the way like i don't really follow football anymore but the vikings when i was a kid were a somewhat predictable team and you just knew that they were going to rush 
on first down every time, you Got know? It. And it was just like every like last second shot when the game was close, like you just knew Butler was going to get the ball. Right. And it was he's... just like, well, why why don't we run a couple plays for Towns, who's, <laughs> you know, a transcendent scorer? Shooting 65% from the field. Exactly. It's just, it was so maddening. So, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to dwell. I mean, it's a, it was It was a sort of interesting year because we played really well for most of the year and it was sort of a, a disappointing ending and and now it's like i'm happy that you know town signed a contract that's the most important that's all i really care about because so him it's like because now it's like whatever happens maybe wiggins improves maybe he doesn't maybe we'll have to see but uh we're we're not very few teams can walk into this season thinking like we can beat the Warriors <laughs> right. or the, the Celtics. You know what I mean? Like there are, there are like three teams really. That's the great existential sadness so, of being a fan. Exactly. If you zoom out just one step, you're like, none of this really matters. Right. The Warriors are the best team ever. But yeah, and 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 I think you just you build a team that maybe in three years when things change, like and Towns hopefully improves it. Like maybe you're in the mix three years from now. So like that's why I'm sort of like, who cares about this Jimmy Butler thing? Like I really don't. Like it's just he's gonna go somewhere and we will figure it out. So certainly you care about who they get back. If you're talking about yeah. timeline, so much of it is a timeline. Oh, they want to win now. Oh, they want to win later. Or we rather have picks, or we'd rather have players now. Minnesota is setting their price probably too high. They're like, we want picks and win now. And yeah, who knows? I don't even know how much of that is true. It's very, it's very funny. It's like, uh, it's all just, it's all just gossip. You yeah. know, um, I do think there is an issue where uh, Thibodeau doesn't have the the incentive to get back a younger, more promising player because his job depends on getting someone who can contribute right away right that's so that's the, the worry yeah the coach gm yeah that's where you get like trading the trading the farm for blake Griffin, right right where it might be in your best interest long term but he's kind of in win now mode mm-hmm. does that make you dislike thibodeau a little bit if yeah you were to, if you were to rank butler thibodeau i'm so surprised i like i thought I thought he was gonna like make my life complete and <laughs> thibodeau yeah when he i thought thibodeau in. was like i thought he was gonna like it was just I was for nearly a decade. I've just been watching iterations of my favorite team just <laughs> be unable to play defense. Like it was so frustrating because I, I the part of what I always loved about Garnett was he seemed to care more about defense than offense. Right. And it's like it's like contagious. And yep. it's, I don't know. I just love watching like really sound defensive teams and 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 then to have this guy who's only known for that just make no impact and then just bring in players from like a decade ago and <laughs> he's still doing it yeah he's still doing it what are your thoughts on d rose um yeah he uh, <laughs> he's uh i got i don't know man he makes me sad <laughs> and that's i that's not he yeah he's just like a sort of tragic figure you know yeah he seems sad he seems sad. He's yeah. definitely one of those players, like, now that people are talking about mental illness a lot, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, so where did you go last uh, last year when you were gone for a week and a half? Like, what is going on in the yeah, mind no, of Derrick he, Rose? For real. Yeah, no, he, he seems troubled for sure. <laughs> uh, and I and there are other, uh, you know, time's up, me too, <laughs> issues that are like, it's just hard it's he hard talks to about. Re- he talks about pretty candidly. Mm-hmm. There was like this quote last week. I don't know if you saw I it. He's like, he's like, listen, uh, he, he was talking about it. He like, if somebody asked him about the Butler thing, he's like, I don't get involved in any of that stuff. Like I had like all this, I had stuff, I had trade rumors, I had the rape case. Like oh my I've God. had a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm just happy being in the background. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like, he's not, it's, it's hard to root for him. <laughs> Period. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, are you aware of what Miami has? Are you hoping for something to get back? Are you? Do you have your sights set on a Josh Richardson and Adebayo, a yeah, draft I would pick, be, a Dragic? I would be happy with. Um, do yeah, you I'd want be, depth? Do you want a replacement player? Uh, Richardson seems really good. Yeah, and he seems like I think that's a. I think at this point, I think that's a fair trade for how late in the season it is. And, you know, Jimmy Butler's age and, <laughs> and health issue. I think that like, that's a fair, like 
Richardson and some pieces. Yeah. I, I, at this point, like, I'm fine with that. It's so funny. These trades for these superstars, like, change on a dime. Like, you think one team is fleeced, and then two years later, it's like, what were they thinking? I know. It turns around so quickly. However, like, and now Bulls fans are, like, gloating, and it's like, <laughs> oh, you are paying Zach Levine, like, $90 million or whatever. Like, he got paid yo, so much money. He got paid so much money, and I'm fine with not having to deal with that. Chris Dunn, you're yeah. fine with not having to deal with Chris yeah. Dunn. Mark uh, and you although I did bit. make t-shirts and I sent one to Chris Dunn. <laughs> I like had connections and I like sent him a, I, I photoshopped a picture of Chris Dunn in a flannel cutoff shirt and it said, get her done. Nice. Yeah. And any, any thoughts? Uh, did he receive it? I didn't it? get any, I didn't get any feedback. <laughs> I was, I was told he got it. <laughs> And that was that was it. <laughs> That's as far as you got. Yeah. Is he did receive the shirt. He did receive it. <laughs> um, so, what's your expectation for this year? Uh, Play- I playoffs. I think that that's all dependent on who, who we, get, we back. get back and how well they gel. There, there. I don't. I'm not very hopeful. I was before all this happened because I just remember them playing at a high level for yeah. most of the season but now like I, the the game the preseason games that have been televised yeah. uh, <laughs> the ones that you can't just read about the next day uh yes they there there's like a cloud over this team right now and it's like very uh apparent why do you, you know? think he waited until the day before media day <sighs> who knows man i i want to give i want to give him the benefit of the doubt and th- i think there's a very good chance he told Thibodeau months ago and Thibodeau was like so stubborn and he still thinks he can mend he can, this yes and so I think he like thought let him let him go you know drink wine and go to country he'll music concerts and, and he'll feel better um yeah and I I I you know I've, I've heard I've read some wild rumors that there's like um you know stuff between Towns and Butler that's like fr- on a very personal level, and so yeah, that, like girlfriend that, stuff. That, exactly, and I don't, I don't know if that's true, but if if it's if that is not the case that he told Thibodeau months ago, then that could explain the sudden nature of you know like if something happened that you can't you can't really control when it that's occurs. A, you know, they're two very weird characters. Like in terms of like the. The care, the personalities of your player, like Butler, is a fucking wackadoodle. Like, He's nuts, and uh, you know, I, I really like him. Although the, the as big, a human. Well, I think he's. I think he's funny. Yeah. And I, you have to respect anyone who like works that hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he, I believe he played played in a junior college. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he came from nowhere. He came from out out of nowhere, and now you know, I, you know. There's also people believe he might be Michael Jordan's son. There's all that, those internet rumors. Wow. <laughs> have you not seen those? I'm yeah. Not, no. There's I think like, you're on the Wolves subreddit, not just the yeah. NBA subreddit. No, that's I'm a, like that's uh, the deep dive shit. Yeah, it's like uh, Zabruder <laughs> films. <laughs> Michael Jordan's son. Yeah, though, that's like the big like conspiracy theory. I uh, like Jimmy Jordan. That's a cool yeah. name. Yeah. Um, but and then Cat uh, is kind of a nerd, right? Like Cat's Cat's like a, like he's he's a like a like a Bible dork. You know what dork. I mean? Like he he goes like he like his Instagram is a lot of like bi- like Bible study with the boys. And, oh really? Uh, it goes to Hillsong. He's you know, but his it in the same way that like uh, Durant's kind of the a similar kind of like right. Uh, pious dork and it's like i'm fine with that yeah and then what's what's wiggins deal i i i mean this says a lot about me i feel like i feel like i'm he's the most like uh nba player that i identify with does that make sense like because all his instagram is is just uh his dogs he just takes pictures (laughs) of his dogs and like hanging on the couch watching tv or playing Fortnite or whatever that's what I love about the NBA. It's like there's the players that yeah. you see, and it's one version of themselves. It's numbers. It's 33 and 12. It's 30 and 20, 25 and 15. And then you shift forward a little bit, and you see the Instagram videos, and it's like, oh, this person, this guy in a jersey, this player is actually a Bible dork or a dog guy yeah. or a quiet guy or a comedian or like – and they're, they could be anything. Right. Just like the way you play basketball. I don't know if you play basketball. Mm-hmm has nothing to do with who you are off the court. No. You could be a great shooter. You could be a terrible shooter. And it's like every character is these two different people, basically. Totally. Yeah. Uh, what's funny is I, I might have told this anecdote on a different 
podcast, so forgive there no, me. There are no different podcasts. Right. When you're on buckets, it's only buckets. <laughs> no, but I, I, used to, I used to play a little more than I do now and when I lived in New York, and there was a pickup game in Queens that was mostly stand-up comics, and it was, like, really... It was aggressive, and everyone was, like, a, a ball hog and uh, just getting their own shots. It was, a, it was very... Um, Anyway, I so I, I stopped playing that that game because you I got, started playing with improvisers. Well, I did. That's what happened. I, cause I was playing. I got in, almost got into a fight with a guy at the stand up league because he started yelling at me that I didn't get a rebound. And I was like, my man, I've never gotten a rebound. Like that's just never. I've never been asked to do that. Yeah. You know, unless it's like a long one that's over by where I'm standing. Like but I shoot. I'll get the accidental rebound. Yeah, I shoot from the corner. Or whatever. That's like my game. And uh, that's it. And we got into a big thing. And then I went and started playing with some UCB friends. And it was like so comically the opposite. <laughs> where everyone was, no one wanted to shoot. Everyone was looking <laughs> for the right, you know, just passing around until someone was open. And you would just like clank it off the backboard. And people would be like, good shot, good decision. Yeah. yeah. At least you went for That was an <laughs> yeah, opportunity. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, we can work with that. It was just, it was so funny to go from one community to the other. Yeah. Playing basketball with pickup with people that take it seriously is equally parts annoying and like laughable. To yes. Me. It's like, all right, you're screaming at me for not getting a rebound, but also you're also playing on Saturday at right. 1 p.m. with exactly. looking at, look at the people right. we're playing with. I, Does uh, it really matter if you quote win this game? Totally. That's one of my pet peeves is when you go, you play pickup and you're playing against people who have like set plays. Have you ever had that? <laughs> no. Where the guy, the dork, they like know each other. This like 45 year old guy is running down the court with like a fist up because they have like some kind of pick and roll plan. It's like God, just a fist come up. On. <laughs> or like when they're all four friends and then you're also on the team. Oh, like, that sucks. So too. I'm just running. Back yeah, and right, forth right. Like, okay, you're I'm not the... passing me the ball. No. God forbid I miss my first shot. That right. Was like and my and one I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Or if I make it and then basically my first miss is the, the last opportunity mm-hmm. I'll get. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right, so 43 and a half is the Wolves over-under um, in Vegas. Yeah. Would you take the over or the under on that? Does that sound about right? 43, well, we, we were 47 last year. Right? That was great, the play-in game, by the way. People don't talk yeah, about that. that was Little awesome. Magical that was a moment. great game. I, uh, I, th- I, I, think, I think you have to take the under. Just because Butler. Just because of Butler. And the West is psycho. It's ridiculous. That, like as a Lakers fan, yeah, you have to think like I mean Lakers fans are like irrationally confident, and you do have LeBron, I'm the but opposite. like it. I mean, I think they're like they they're gonna be like what a seven seed maybe. I I honestly, and people are gonna think I'm reverse jinxing. Like I I would if I had to bet my entire life savings on one, I would bet on them missing the playoffs. Interesting. Like, you. And it's all just chemistry. Like, whenever LeBron is starting with a new team, he's playing with new players. And they always, like, even the Miami team, mm-hmm. which was a super team, so mm-hmm. much better than this Laker team. Yeah. Was like, what, like 13 and 15 in their first 28 games? Right. And they were, like, threatening to kick Spolster out. But that was like a, that was just like a brand new, I guess, I so mean, is this. I know. I think, I mean, <laughs> what'll be interesting is how quickly into the season they go from, like, Rondo, Lance, JaVale mm-hmm. to. Like Lonzo, Lonzo Ingram, Hart, you know. LeBron hasn't played with Lonzo yet. That's crazy. It's game five of the preseason. They're hoping Lonzo and LeBron can play together once. Play one basketball game See, before that was the, the season starts. That was the trade I was hoping for. Is what? They're like early on. Oh, was Butler like, for like Lonzo, Alonzo ish, like Lonzo Kuzma or something. Lonzo like, Hart, you know, like I, that's what I was hoping for. I'm excited for. All-star break, Lakers are, like, two games under 500, and then LeBron is just, like, staring at everyone down. Uh-huh. Like, all right, which one of these, like, little assets can I package together totally. and send off for no, who? They're, like, the Lakers are in a good position to make a move. Right, because we have LeBron. We have mm-hmm. LA. Mm-hmm. They, there's the cap spaces there. We have a max space. Yeah. And then we have these expiring assets. We have Rondo, who's on expiring deal. JaVale McGee. I know. Uh, <coughs> KCP. Right. Or do you want a youngster? Do you right. want a draft pick? We can kind of... Kind of in the, in the way Boston can, we can shapeshift and change whatever we want for the package that the team would want. It's interesting because uh, I've I don't watch a lot of Lakers basketball, but I've never seen Ingram be who everyone 
expects him to. You know what I mean? Like, and like yeah. this year, he has to be. People are high on him. He has to be the second best player on the team. For yeah, the team to go anywhere. And yeah. I think he is. If interesting. He, I mean, I just like I've never seen him. Yeah. He much like like it reminds me a bit of Wiggins of like all this talk and then he sort of like can often like disappear. Right. So he's wing he's Wiggins, but he's like much longer. Oh, he's a yeah, he's like a human so a, a better defender. Yeah. And he's getting to the basket really easily and he's also That's like great. I love it. I want I want him to thrive. <laughs> I think he's like he he's one of the coolest looking players in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like he's like a guy I would create on 2K. You like, talk about like personality just, versus like sh- like uh versus player. Like he is like so smooth on the court and then like I'm reading is I haven't understood a single Instagram caption he's <laughs> like it's just like are these bible quotes are these rap lyrics oh, are these like that. slang that I don't fucking yeah, understand at yeah. all. It's just like it's barely English. He looks like so distant like that's either hilarious. stoned or disinterested. Like he does. He seems. <coughs> he he looks like one of those guys who. I mean, he can't. He can't possibly be smoking weed as much as it appears. You know. <laughs> yes, he appears to be high all the time. All the time. Yeah. He cannot open his eyelids. That's His cool. hair is growing. I think into he's dreads. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ingram is cool. So other than other than uh, Minnesota, mm. uh, do you have a? team that you're rooting for do you have a, a league pass team do you have I a, really an adopted like, team and i know it's like trendy but uh even before rubio got there i was always sort of a jazz fan yeah just I, and i and it's just the team i actually like i the the the, the, the games in either utah or Oklahoma City are <laughs> troubling <laughs> when they show like the crowd. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, a lot of white angry. Lot. loud people. I mean, I guess you know, well, Minnesota is more diverse, but like it, but it is like uh, I do think they are just like a very fun team. I think like Donovan Mitchell was sort of like this guy who sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and it was, I don't, I don't think fun. I knew who he was before the draft. And Gobert is just like a freak, and uh, yeah, I love Rubio, and Ingles is one of the most charming He's awesome. dudes. A white guy who talks shit. Is, I love a good Australian uh, or New Zealand player. They're all so... I know, Steven Adams is one of my favorite players, They're super too. sarcastic, yeah. super funny. Yeah. So, I mean, jazz, but that's sort of like any sort of like NBA dork, we'll say jazz. Yeah. Um... Uh, I'll be fat. I'll watch every. I'll probably watch every Sixers game this year. I'm sort of fascinated by their Australian kid. Uh huh. They're fucking good too. That was another trade. I was like a faults. I was gonna. <laughs> that was that was uh, a funny Thibodeau nugget where he's like he's asking for Simmons. <laughs> God, unbelievable. <laughs> the audacity. But that's of that the, the issue is like, you know. But he's he's trying to do his job. And things are leaking, probably from Jimmy yep. Butler's agent or yeah. something, and that or the opposing team. Yeah. Uh, but at a certain point, if it, if it's not getting done and the owners getting in and complicating things, it's just like you've got to fire Thibodeau. You you got to find someone who you know. There's it's it's a mess, man. It's just and it's incoherent. Such an unfortunate, it's unfortunate timing. Like it's happening it now, and the season's about to start. But what's funny is that this feels normal. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, we're back to, like, oh, yeah, Timberwolves basketball, baby. Yeah, like, Kevin yeah, Love, trade da- All the David Kahn stuff. The I don't know if you remember the illegal Joe Smith contract. Yeah, what that we, was that? They An signed, oral agreement or something? They signed some sort of under-the-table – not I guess they couldn't sign it, but they had some sort of, like, under-the-table agreement with Joe Smith to – uh, future a future contract that was not signed or whatever something like super shady that's definitely illegal and they got caught somehow <laughs> and then we didn't have draft picks for like three years like it totally like destroyed our team for a decade for joe three smith years? for joe smith yeah like and you got him uh, right? and he wasn't that good no he was fine i mean it's like it's like it's it's like pulling this crazy collusion for like Greg Monroe, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like that level of like, why? Why are we doing this <laughs> for if you're him? Cheat at least cheat to yeah, win. Yeah, like get, do it for uh for like Joel Embiid or something. Like, yes. what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, East, uh, does anybody beat Boston? I think I think the East is interesting because um, I think. Uh, Toronto's going to be really good. I think Toronto's like super deep. They, both both of those teams, it's just going to be like after the 
big three teams in the East. It's like, who else? Who you know else? they're all in the same division? Yeah. I just recently nuts. found that out. It's nuts. Uh, the, uh, what's the, the Southeast is going to be rough, man. <laughs> it's like, it's like Miami, Hawks, Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> I believe Charlotte. Right? That's why nobody cares about divisions. Yeah, like, no. Even I'm just fine. Get rid of them. I honestly, I think you, they should just figure out a way to do top 16 teams. Yeah, it seems doable since Minnesota's already so far away from, like Minnesota's closer to Miami than it is yeah, to Portland. Yeah, and then just figure it out based on re- like record or uh, or distance. Like you, I, There's a system, uh, someone smarter than me could figure out some sort of algorithm yeah. to properly do it. It, it is dumb. It's always dumb to have a, a team in there that's a 500 team. It's just like, what's the point? Have you worked with basketball players before? Uh, yeah, I, Blake Griffin's in my stand-up special. That's amazing. Yeah. So you worked with Blake. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Is he more of an improviser or more of a stand-up in terms of his basketball play? It's frustrating. He's he's good at both. Yeah. Like, we, I, uh, I was um, helping him out a bit when he was in Montreal. He came up to Montreal. Is that how you met him? Uh, no, I, I knew him beforehand, but we, we hung out uh, a few times because he was up there for, like, a full week. It was crazy. Um, and he was hosting a show, so he was like working on like a fifteen minute. That's so funny. Bit, and uh, it was really good because you were watching it, and he was he's like fully entertaining and competent, and you know, I, you like objectively speaking, you were watching him, and you get off stage, and it was like that was like a B plus, which is like you know, and it, I'm talking like I'm talking like com- like on uh, <laughs> he's on a bill with like. Right. Me and Hannibal Burris and like all these people and it's like, yeah, no, he had like a good set and like people weren't it wasn't like charity laughs. It was like funny shit. And it's then, real laughs. And then you you just like walk away and be like, Wait, all also he's a top twenty <laughs> play, you know? It was just like Yeah. Uh like uh, there's no world where a comedian can slide into like the sixth minute. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. It's like I can't just go play in Greece or no, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the equivalent. It is, yeah, I think so. Like he he yeah, he's very funny. Um and uh, I think I think that's probably it. I, the, the wool, like I, if I had, if I still lived in Minnesota, I probably could do. I know some people uh, on the team in the organization who do like the social media stuff. Oh, you know, so shit. like I, they always like I, I get a couple emails a year asking you like, are you in town on <laughs> September eighteenth? It's like very specific. <laughs> like, we have Gorgie Jane. Yeah, we want you to and interview. A exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, those they're they're cool guys. They're very funny. So um, I would love to do more basketball stuff. I, you know, I did stand up at the All Star Game in oh, New Orleans awesome. a couple years ago. That that's was right. I that remember was fun. that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I started this podcast. I'm like, I only like talking about basketball. So yeah. I'll just do this now. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to infiltrate NBA Twitter. I um, me and Armin Weitzman we did a pilot podcast where we were trying to figure out how to do exactly this. Yeah. And, um, it just seemed like too much work. So God bless, man. Yeah, what a, I, I'm starting to realize that I'm starting to veer more towards just interviewing, chatting with a friend more than like, uh, how do you think about like the Wolves defense? This rule, you know what's funny is like, down. I don't know, I'm having a great time. <laughs> right. I may, I, maybe someone's <laughs> listening to this, but like, I don't know who, I'm. this is like what happens um, often like when I'm on the road and I finish a show and then like I'm at I'll the bar afterwards, basketball. someone will come up and think like, I'm going to just talk for like 30 seconds and then uh, two hours go by That's and I'm like, no. So like if, uh, yeah, I, I, we just shouldn't have paid Gorgie <laughs> Dang that much money. I do think he's a, like a really good backup center, but not right. for that price point. And people are like, uh-huh, like eyes glazing like, over. We have uh-huh. like this insatiable appetite for this child's game, basically. Totally. And... That's what I do too. It's like whenever I have to talk to someone or I'm in close proximity, I'm like, "Where are you from? Philadelphia." Yeah, are you sick uh, right. No, oh, I know. Right. It's now the we're best. good for the next three and a half hours. I uh, I have a text thread with a few people that the it's only basketball. Mm-hmm. I talk to them probably more than anyone <laughs> in my life, and we have a rule because everyone travels so much. It's just like you can't get mad what time these texts come, in. and they're just like literally like gifs of right or you, tweets. It's exactly and, and just uh, just rumors and stuff and and it's it's non-stop all year long just, yeah and I mean, now it it's, it's really picking up now yeah even like the last day or even today uh suns fired their gm yeah which is nuts Crazy. talking about like bad timing yeah the owner firing the general manager literally as the season is starting Crazy. and uh Dejounte Murray tore his acl 
That sucks. Yeah, I saw that. I don't even know who their backup point guard is. Uh, is it still Patty Mills or did he leave? Yeah, that's a good question. I think he left too. Is it Lonnie Walker then? Then he also hurt himself. He's he also did? out for six to eight weeks. Oh, no. So just to tie it into one last topical question that we can leave on, uh, who misses? You're saying Minnesota misses the playoffs. Who yeah. else misses it with them? Do you think it's the Spurs now? Yeah, maybe it's the Spurs, but I don't. I I will never bet on until it I see it. I think I I do think Denver's overrated. Really? Yeah, that's a good anti NBA. I love Jokic. But, yeah, and like uh, Gary Harris seems to be very good. Yeah, but I just think that um, they're they're the team everyone's just like slotting in. I would just say like let's just let's just you see. definitely fear them the least. Yeah, like when a when a OKC comes to town, yeah. even though they have a quote unquote worse record than Denver, I'm just afraid of was- Russell Westbrook. I totally. don't know how to guard that guy. Until I mean, like I think Jokic is like he has if he makes like one more big step and just turns into Sabonis, yeah, two point the elder, because uh, <laughs> he has this like sort of he's got genius, that type. like yeah, also just sort of. Uh, Kasparov, like he like he can see three steps ahead. Like yeah, he's like a, he's like a chess genius. Like he just makes these passes that for as a center is just like you insane. don't even see the guy open until he gets there. It's nuts. So it's like I love him and think if he if he starts like you know if shooting more or whatever he has to do to just like really take over, then yeah. then I'll get it. But yeah. right now I don't I don't know. I think the knock with him is kind of like Cat's, like the defensive end. Sure, where he's like super unathletic. Right. So he has to play like the Marcus. I, I guess I have defense. a type. I like these. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a dad bod yeah, who can yeah. hit a seventeen footer. I love starting that launch behind his head like yeah. it's nineteen forty three. Yeah, I love it. Uh, all right, sweet dude. Thank you so much for coming on the oh, show. This was this. Awesome. Uh, where can people see more, talk more, hear more? Can people yeah. get in on that text text thread? Yeah, just text me. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave my number in the details. Um, in the comments of this podcast. Yeah, no, I'm 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 around LA for a minute, but I know I have some shows in Detroit, in, in the Michigan area. Because of Blake. Up. Because of Blake, I, I should reach out. Yeah, he should open. He for should. You. That would be hilarious. <laughs> can you imagine? I don't know if you have a game that night. Do you want to? Even if he has a game, yeah. these shows start at 11, right? He can yeah, come right. afterwards. Fuck yeah. yeah no, in a fucking yeah, towel. Yeah, so Blake will be opening for me. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> announcing it now. You can follow Joe Mandy on Twitter. Or, yeah, sorry, I don't do Twitter. In Instagram. Please follow me on Instagram. Sure. Did you delete the tweet? Or is uh, it still there with a goodbye message for all? I guess it's up there. I don't, I like uh, removed it from my phone though, that, wow. that account. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. How do you get your NBA information? You, How do you get your Woj box? When people text me tweets yeah you can still click on them and then it opens a browser i, I can still like i see a lot of you just rely on other people yeah nba reddit it it's very funny how quickly without being on twitter yeah. things get to you like i saw that um zandaya is <laughs> michi or whatever i saw Dude, that you like are old no wonder you don't get along uh, with 21 year olds <laughs> in the writer's room <laughs> no but i saw that within like Three hours of it being posted. Right. You know what I mean? Like, things get to you if... if the good tweets rise to exactly, the top. Exactly, right. Uh, all right, sweet. Thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. We'll be back soon. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>